All right, all right, all right. All right. We back. Bridgeview Fire Pod, episode 18. Where are we broadcasting from, John? The Bridgeview Fire Pod is uh, potting from the Bridgeport apartment of myself. One of Chicago's many great neighborhoods. I agreed, agreed. Uh, we were saying there, there's a lot of Croatian shirtless men uh, on this block amped for the World Cup final on Sunday. Yeah. The uh, big church is over here, St. Jerome. That's yeah. their big... This is where that's Croatia the Croatian church. Street Fest is too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Correct. Oh, it's good. That's on August 14th, I believe. Are you going? Probably. It's usually on a weekday. Could be lit if it's coming off of a World Cup where they win. Could be. Could be lit. Uh, Get some nice chibops. Yeah, chibop chichis. Chibop what are we talking about today? Besides oh the shirtless man of Bridgeport, Chicago. I, we could do a pod on the shirtless man of Chicago, uh, to which I might want to join soon because it is—it's so hot, hot as hell. It's—it's it's what we call a scorcher. Big Paul would say a steamer. Steamers. I think I've mentioned yeah. steamer he's, on two podcasts. He's pivoted to steamer now. They're both great terms for hot days, though. Yep. All right, we're gonna do. We're gonna we're do. We're recap two games, two fire games. Yep. Preview a fire game. Okay. World Cup talking points, Twitter questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big talking points. A lot of off-field fire yes, stuff. Yeah, good good off-field news. Not good in, in that it's But we don't know, but we good. think it's good. Yeah. Yeah, some in- very interesting things happening Yeah, we are going to do rapid fire for all the avid listeners because we're going to the Sox game. Yeah. So I don't want to miss more, you know, more than like an inning. Yeah, so, we get some uh, big game James Shields uh, yeah. action tonight. It's gonna Two be of the best teams in baseball playing tonight, the White Sox and the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, combined wins probably wouldn't even be in first place in most divisions. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's close. It's like 31 plus 26. <laughs> yeah, I don't think It's like 57 wins. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't wouldn't even make the playoffs if you combined our win total. Two tanking ball teams. I think we're taking better, though, and that's what we'll see out there tonight. They're way worse. Oh, I know. But yeah. we have a better farm system, I think. Yeah, that's definitely cool. They're off the cusps of their... They won a World Series a couple of years exactly. ago. Exactly. What was it, 2015 or 20... Yeah, it was the Moustakis and yeah. uh, Alex Gordon and all these guys on the same team. That's correct. Yeah, it was a good spot. All right, Carbon Tigers done part one. We will actually talk about the Chicago Fire, I promise. All right, John, let's talk about um, the games. A set, a pair of fire losses. A pair of close fire losses. A pair of one-goal losses with very little defending. <laughs> Correct. That was definitely a recurring theme over the two games. Um, so, go ahead, jump into All it. All right, I'll hit the Vancouver. So, for the game on Saturday night, late Saturday night, <laughs> for anyone who stayed up for that nonsense, uh, Vancouver beat the Chicago Fire 3-2. In Vancouver, uh, I'll, get, I'll quickly go over the lineup for that game. That was the uh, Campos at left wing, Nikolic up top, Katayic uh, right wing, Schweini, Bencardi, Bronico with the three uh, central midfielders, Corrales, Vincent at center back, Campbell in center back, and Ellis at right back, Richie Sanchez in goal. So going with the 4-3-3, and just generally I'll say about this game is Vancouver played very simple balls over the top to Alfonso Davies and 
ran right through us. We, I, I had never seen less structure in a, in a defense in that game. I know Alfonso Davies is fast, but you like how do you not scout for that? Like they they were cutting through us like butter. That's like very simple scouting too. I think that phone call is that Big Paw. Big Paw. All right, Big Paw's here. John's gonna Why? go run and get Big Paw. I'm just gonna keep talking. Just keep talking. Why don't you break down that next? Uh... Yeah. Sorry guys, this is a weird pod. We're recording from Bridgeport. Uh, we're trying to get some content this out. This is real life content. Real life. Um, I don't know why they didn't plan for these long balls. I think that was a theme heading into the the second game as well, which we'll talk about. Philadelphia. We are just getting burned on the counter with long balls, whether it's long balls on the ground, long through passes, you know, or over the top. Both don't seem to work. Um, but the goals were scored. 28th minute, Kai Kamara. Um, it was a really sloppy goal. We didn't clear our lines. Um, it was a mess. Sanchez comes out to try and close down. Um, and the ball just bounces around. Somehow it ends up in the back of that really sloppy goal. Um, the 42nd, we tie it up uh, through Nemanja Nikolic, who is starting to score a lot more. Yeah, I like it. Hey, we're, we're back. We got a, I got a character here. We got Big Paw. What's up, everyone? What's up, Podcast Nation? <laughs> um, I'm talking about the Equalizer. Uh, which game? Vancouver 3, Fire 2. Mm. Nico scores. Typical Nico goal. Tap in. Um, on an LS cutback. But he's starting to get more of those tappings, right? Like, that's... Yeah, I don't think we're having problems scoring right now. Right. But do you think our defensive problems are linked to the fact that we're... Flooding forward? Could be, right? Could be. I mean, we're getting, like, just burned on the counter and with long balls and it's, stuff. We, it's too easy. I, even with playing higher up the field, it shouldn't be that easy to, to counter us. I agree. Uh... But again, we get hit right after halftime. Jordan Much scores for Vancouver. It's just an over-the-top pass. Yeah, that was a good a good finish from Much. He, he that was his first goal, I think. Or he hasn't been scoring much. He was a signing in the offseason and hasn't produced much. But of course, he <laughs> figures it out against the fire. Yep. And uh, Kai Kamara scores another goal on another long ball. A long run, a cutback. Sanchez should not have come off his line on this one, probably. Yeah, he was playing very aggressive that game, partially probably because both it was of so these easy. games. Yeah, well, well there's uh, some some Twitter cues on that, so we'll save the the Sanchez content for for later. But uh, but your he, boy Tony Chani, Chani came in with a screamer. Holy, God. I li- I actually laughed out loud. I think I woke both my parents up. It was like eleven o'clock at night, and I just laughed out loud when he scored that screamer. It was a really good goal. Because the whole as I see him like walking on the field, I'm like, oh god, not this again. <laughs> He's just had a great game. He almost scored an equalizer too with his head uh, later uh, in stoppage time too. Yeah. So decent cameo appearance. Yeah, I'll see. I'll take more of that from Johnny. But fire. Um, we dominated possession in this game, 65% about. Yep. Had more shots. Yep. This is a game we could have won. At least should have tied, probably. Absolutely. Do you have anything else to say? On uh, this Nico missed a sitter late. That was pretty disappointing. But I'm not gonna dog on Nico because he usually puts it away. So he's allowed to miss every once in a while. 
But you can't give up three goals on the road and expect to get a result. No. And over, Vancouver's a decent team. They're fighting for a playoff spot over in the West. Like, I, one loss to Vancouver is not going to – I'm not going to, like, put too much uh, emphasis on this game. It's the uh, – well, it's transition to Philly. It's this one that hurts us, I think. I agree. At home against a conference rival and losing four to three. Uh, yeah, so you want to just go sorry. into that one? Yeah. It sounds like you're more upset about Big Paul, do you have anything to say about Vancouver as a, just a place in the world? <laughs> uh, so I've been to Vancouver one time. Awesome. It's uh, Good city. It's beautiful. It's uh, kind of modern. It's kind of old at the same time. A lot of drug addicts there, actually. Uh-oh. I saw people like shooting heroin like out in the open. Huh. A very interesting place. <laughs> See, that's good. Highly, re- so I, highly I recommended. I didn't know that. That's good. We should try and get uh, Kai Kamara hooked on the heroin so that he can't score against us next game. <laughs> I don't think, like I, they're one of the MLS teams that sometimes I forget exists. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Like I don't. They were in uh, first place in the West for a while last yeah. year, but like, yeah, they're pretty. Uh, they're just kind they of just there. don't register to me. Yeah, I'm sure the fires like that to a majority of supporters out there too. Quick, quick story from uh, Vancouver. I was there with uh, one of my buddies. We drove up there from Seattle for uh, one night. In the morning, we drove to this place to get breakfast. We parked our car for maybe two hours. We were just you know sitting eating breakfast. Um, we come back. Someone had smashed his window <laughs> and. Uh, was looking around. They stole like forty bucks. <laughs> Luckily, my passport was in my pocket and not in the car, yeah, so okay. nothing important was stolen. So you just drive around with a smashed window, though. Yeah, I mean, so it's like two, three hour drive back to Seattle with, with no window. Classic. And then when we go through border control, the the, <laughs> yeah. the guys like, "What happened to your window?" And we said, um, "We were in Vancouver overnight." He's like, "Oh yeah, okay, gotcha." <laughs> yeah, it made sense. And then he let us go. He's Checks like. Out. I don't know why you guys went there. Sounds <laughs> like uh, an interesting place. It's very, it's weird. I'd love to check it out. A lot of rich people, a lot of poor people. Great. That one um, amazing ski yeah, resort. Whistler. Whistler's Whistler, yeah. like, I'd like to go pretty there. close to there. I yeah. think in my lifetime I will check it out for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Let's go to uh, Philly. Another loss. Let's, let's zoom through this game. Yeah, uh, yeah. This one's bigger. It's a conference game against a team that... <clears throat> Maybe neither of these teams are making the playoffs, but but they're both competing for. But they're it. both competing. Um, the lineup was pretty similar. Um, Ellis right back, Kappelhoff and Campbell were the center backs, so no Vincent yeah, in center all. back, but no Vincent at all. Um, Corrales played left back. Sanchez in goal again. They listed it as a four-two-three-one. McCarty, Bronico were the holding mids, um, with Campos, Schweinsteiger, and Katai across that band of three, and Nikolic up top. Yep. Um, but that the four-two-three-one can easily just become a four-three-three, and kind of swing back and forth. You know. Yeah. Whether Basti decides to play higher or lower, he, doesn't it doesn't really matter. He tends to dictate it too. Yeah. Like when we need to be a little bit more compact, he's back there. When we need to push, he's there. Yeah. So that was our lineup. Um, hopefully we can start seeing Vincent play left back again, but I don't know if we're going to see that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's one of the bigger takeaways from the Philly game is what the hell is happening with Vincent because he's by far one of our most promising players. The center back experiment, experiment I don't think works. I don't know if it's still going on, if Pano plans on putting him there more, but I, he's, I think, an upgrade over Corrales on left back. So unless it's a... If it's a fitness issue, then sure, I understand it. But if it's a tactical decision, I, I'm i not sure I, uh, I'm on, on, pay, on the same page as Panovich. Yeah. 
I'm not... There were seven goals in this game. I'm not going to go through each goal in detail. Just uh, uh, get the name of the score. Madunyanin opened the scoring. Uh, Nico responds with uh, a penalty, PK, yep. which was a PK. I think we all agree, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, but then, eh, typical fire, which we talk about, right before halftime, 45th minute plus three into stoppage time, we give up a goal. I think the ref called the, the half immediately kickoff. Afterwards, yeah, immediately yeah. after. It was a good finish from Burke, but just like falling asleep at the wrong time again. Yep. Um, and then you get Katai with another great goal. Awesome goal. Just a, uh, a curler from like 20 out, and like no one saw it going so in. So good. And he beat 69th minute. A very good goalie in Andre Blake. Well, how many does Katai have now? Seven or eight? I, well, I'll look it up. We, uh, it's seven or eight goals. It's seven or eight. Um, and then Burke scores again. We give up as soon as Katai scores. We give up a goal, which we'll do later on in this game too. Um, so at that point, Burke scores. Then Schweinsteiger ties the game in the 94th minute. And then, of course, the the to top this game off and how I think we'll look back on this game as the game where we know the season ended. Yeah. And the Fire weren't making the playoffs because King David Akam scores in the 95th minute for Philadelphia. Oh, I think that's his second goal this yeah, year. Yeah, he hasn't done a goddamn thing. He doesn't even year. start every game. He's not doing well there. He comes revenge. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Schweinsteiger scores, and then Akam just goes and scores right away. And that was like the last kick of the game. Yep, it was. Un- Philly wins 4-3 in Chicago. Unbelievable result. The Horribly defending was defending. dreadful in this game. And how many just breakaways and just uh, how cut how easy it was for them to cut us open was just crazy. Yeah, it's becoming just this week. It's the theme is bad, bad defending, and it's embarrassing. And we've controlled possession in these games. It's not like we're usually when we're letting up a lot of goals. It's because they're under pressure the entire game. They're not. It's just every goddamn mistake is. Uh, capitalized on by our opponents now and I, I don't understand what's causing it. I, I can't identify it. When I watch the fire I think about how much fun it would be to play against them. <laughs> I know. And just be able to run with a ball freely. No one tracks runners and it's it's, it's just a run on net. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we gave up seven goals in the last two games. You're not winning. You're not getting any points. No. And we... We scored a bunch. We kept the games close, but offense did its job. We we possessed well. Just a lot of mental lapses and very lazy defending at, at uh, inopportune times. I guess not getting too much into that game specifically, but both of these games in general. Clearly, the def- defense is the biggest issue. Yep. Who should be for start starters in defense? Well, c- certainly Kappelhoff. If everyone's healthy. Take your pick between I, Campbell and We Lillard. would start Polster, but I guess we have to leave him out because we don't know when he's going to play. Yeah, let's leave him out. I, you go you go Kappelhoff and then either Campbell or Lillard. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Lillard's them rotate. Gone, right? I mean, we haven't seen him. We don't see... I don't know. Exactly. So it's Campbell and Kappelhoff. And then right back, you go Ellis, Ellis. or... or uh, Ramos doesn't play. Or um, the uh, Campos. But I'd go Ellis, I, I think, defensively yeah. if I'm picking my top four. And then Vincent left back. And we haven't – those two games, we didn't have that, did we? Nope. So. Corrales started both games at left back. Ellis started both games at right back. Yeah. And I so believe Ellis picked up a knock there. Did he? In the second yeah. game. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too worried about that. We'll see honest, if Campos has to play right back again. Yeah. 
Um, Katai has nine goals on this. Nine, nine in 2018. Goals. I don't know if all of those are MLS because uh, this doesn't show. Say, but yeah. yeah, I think he's got at least eight in MLS. He scores basically every game right now. Yeah, he's been he's on, on a tear. I guess that's the one shining light still. And Nico getting back to yep. scoring. Yeah, Nico's form on form. Katai's on form. I'm sure the two coincide with one another. But defensively, it's just terrible. There's some like lame soccer quotes about defending. Like defending's not a skill. It's like a desire, heart, something. Yeah, like, exactly. Some garbage it's a like that. Yeah, it's a men- yeah, it's like defending's not a skill. It's a mentality. Yeah. Like we don't have that right now. The other thing team. we didn't bring up about the poor defensive performances is also Sanchez's performances. I think have a big. They're a big contributor to the amount of goals we're letting in. He is playing. Let's get that. Um, let's jump to that. Do you Twitter want question? Just that yeah. Twitter queue. Yeah. Right, let me pull it so up. We got a Twitter question about Sanchez, and we can get big pause thoughts on it as well. Because he's um he is not playing well in goal, and I don't know about a month ago, maybe a little more. We were on board. He was our goalie. So this is from uh, James Spitfire, who is a friend of the pod. Who one of the YouTube guys? Does, yeah, he, he records the YouTube video. Very, very the good. Spitting fire, very good uh, YouTube content. Uh, but he sent us a couple good questions. But the first one, he, well, I don't even know if this is the first one, but yes, is it time to replace Sanchez? And then what did you make of Pano's touchline absence? So let's address the: is it time to replace Sanchez? Tuli, give me your thoughts. So in a night. It's hard to answer. In an ideal world, yes. But current fire status, no. Because who's going to play? Um, we. The funny thing is, Sanchez started playing well, and then Pano put in McLean. Remember that? I do. And then he had like two really good games, but then he got hurt. Um, and Sanchez. I, is he back? Be- is McLean healthy? I don't know. I'm not sure one of them is better than the other. That's yeah. the thing. I would love. Love to go out and sign someone, but I don't trust the fire to do so. The other thing is, I don't know that it's as bad as Sanchez has been. I still don't know if the priority signing should be a goalkeeper. I think there are right. other needs. Not that we can't do all of those things, but um, I agree. Uh, and even when Sanchez filled in for McLean, who was playing well, that was when he had that big-ass game in the Open Cup and saved our asses in the yeah, penalty shootout. Made some great we made a podcast named Rich Sanchez Goat. <laughs> yeah, something about his mustache. <laughs> and two weeks later, we're, we have to answer the question, should he be replaced? And, yeah. and it, the, the question is completely uh, merited. So it's. Uh, I guess right now the quick answer is yeah. I guess throw someone in there for the time being. Thoughts, Did the thought? fire like sabotage their goalies? Like in, in the you know in, in the last five years, like you can think back to like the Sean Johnson situations, like you know, they they replaced him for for you know. Yeah, what year was that where uh, Lampson was like? Uh, I want to say somehow, two years ago. They were in a battle for the starting job, and yeah, everyone was like, like, "Why? Why is there a battle?" Like, <laughs> like Sean Johnson is the goalie, but they you know they like sabotage them. Do they destroy the confidence of these guys? Like, I, I wondered. Goalkeeper uh, rotation is definitely a thing. That's a good word to like. Goalkeepers like big pause like confidence. Yeah, such a big confidence position. Absolutely. Look but at yeah, Arias on Liverpool. Yeah, he can't make a save. Sanchez started to go downhill, but I don't think there was any need to replace him. I don't think there's any need to create a 
uh, a controversy or a I think we were all kind of spread. Well, I don't know the exact reason, but I was when McLean got the starts, I was like, "What? I don't. What's going on?" And at the time, it didn't matter because he played fine and we were winning. But now it's like, well, now McLean's injured and Sanchez isn't playing well. So what do yeah. we have? So to answer his question, I like, yeah, we. I think it'd be ideal to, to somehow have something to replace Sanchez with. But yeah. honestly, it's two bad games, really. Yeah, he might have more bad games down the road. He's certainly not. Some someone who I would want to win an MLS Cup with on the roster, but I don't change him yet. Just give him, give him a, a little bit more time. He's still got potential. I guess right? he's, still he's got, young. He's young. Yeah. yeah. I guess he's probably on the hot seat right now. Certainly on the hot Whoever's seat. Whoever's the backup goalie, even if they're not competent right mm-hmm. now, is definitely he's yeah, getting is, ready. Because yeah. I give Sanchez one more game if he's if can, there's some blunders. Yeah. He's probably out. Yeah. Exactly. For he, at least a little while. 100% agree. Uh, th- th- that Twitter question had a two-parter, and I want to ask it because it's completely. We, I mean, it's, it's about the White Sox. Oh, so we should. Uh, may Is well. there a Sox question? Oh yeah, keep Rick Rick Renarina or Rick 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 Renarina or go get Joe Girardi in the off season. Then should the Sox aim to sign an ace next season? But Ricky's boys don't quit. That's that's what they say. The people say that. Um, I, the Girardi one's interesting because he's uh, managed big players right. with egos, and he has some big-time experience. When you're drawing parallels to what the Cubs did when they had Rick Renneria, they capable manager, and they were like, Joe Madden's better, we got to get Joe Madden, and it worked yeah. out for them. I'm not convinced that Joe Girardi in his current state is Joe Madden when the Cubs got Joe no, Madden. No, he's not. He and I think... Because he would be on a team right now. Correct. He would not be available. I also think that we're not quite there yet to make that I was going to say, so... It's, it, it probably sucks for Ricky, but that move probably comes like when they're ready to contend. Yes, right. And like, like two. No, years, I, two I, years, I really, yeah. I really think you keep Ricky at least this year, next year, and then see what happens. Let I don't think, develop. I don't think you blame him for how bad the team is. We, we don't even know if they can contend at yeah, all. So right. I don't. But think I think he's point. good with with the young players. I yeah, mean, he's he, he's he all about hustle. Yeah, but he keeps them motivated. Yeah, I think he's done a good job. I. The product on the field, I, I agree, is not necessarily bad decisions that he's making in game. No, it's not. I, I don't blame him at all. I give him another year at least. And then there one last question on the Sox is, uh, oh, do we, we didn't answer the ace, but we kind of all agree that we're not ready yet. No, this absolutely season. not. I don't think that has to wait at least a season. Yeah, probably not even next year. Yeah, they I need because they have so like so basically all their bad contracts are dead uh, at the end of this year. Okay. So that's when they're freed up then. So they basically have all the money in the world. They should they should just wait. Just wait. Agreed. And then once they think they're ready to go, then they pull the trigger on a couple guys. Alright, and last question. This is getting heavy into the socks, and I actually love it because Did he tweet all socks questions? Did he he fought, he straight up threw three socks questions at us in one paragraph. Amen. Love the socks <laughs> cues. Hell yeah. Uh, should the socks keep Eloy down this season so they get an extra year on his contract? Yes. I don't see why not. We're not. There's we're no not, reason to bring him up. Absolutely. Like, ex- he's young. He's 20. He's 20. Would the experience he gets in like two months of baseball be worth it for a year? No, he's, he's absolutely gonna, not. No. It's all about financial. Keep stability. him in AAA. I, I, I know the. I don't expect the. Uh, Rick Hahn to do this though. I think Hahn is calling him up. I think every fan that isn't us is clamoring to see you. Do you think so? 
I think so. Yeah, there's I also going to be coming up this yeah. There's going to be. A I, bit, I strongly disagree with that. Uh, there's going to be a bit of frustration for people like the the, the guys that go to a lot of Sox games. The season ticket holders are very seeing yeah. the young guys. They might get a little. Upset. I, I worry that you're going to bring him up and he's not going to pop off right away. He's not going to dominate immediately. That's fine. You know, I don't, be like, oh, you know, yeah, worried about this. Running the same thing we're doing well, with Mike Scott. He made yeah. four errors. Now um, let's get him off the team. It's like, like no, give him. A, yeah. Not everyone is like Chris Bryant or, or uh, Bryce Harper. Exactly. Or, yeah. Those guys are are one of a kind, pretty much. Correct. I don't think anyone will care that much if he struggles. No, I, I, I certainly wouldn't. I've, I've got patience. The one I'm running out of patience for is Lucas Giolito, and even him, he's put in some good performances lately. So I was talking about this earlier today. I think, I don't know. I think he's. Uh, I think he tried trading uh, Giolito. I think he's a bullpen arm or he's, a trade piece. I think right now he still has enough uh, value. Yeah, he still has enough potential. I think he still has enough like uh, value as like a you know. Is a prospect right. to get rid of right now because I think he's not good. What do you turn him for? A, a bat then or another pitcher? Anything. Yeah. Anything you can get for him. Interesting. We'll see. All right. Well, that was one Twitter question and it was a good one. That was as long as question though, so the next ones aren't like 19 uh, Bulls questions or anything so like that. So can we go <laughs> move on? Only if you want to. Because we, do we, are we going to do, are his other questions soccer related? Can we do those later? Yeah, let's do them later. All right, uh, quickly, MLS scores. We're moving on from fire losses, right? Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? No, those didn't even happen. We didn't lose. Philly, uh, this is before our Philly game. Philly lost 2-0 to Atlanta. Atlanta wins. Montreal 2-1 over Colorado. Montreal hot. Uh, New England 0-0 with Seattle. Toronto tied Kansas City 2-2. Toronto cannot win a game. Galaxy 4-0 over Columbus. LAFC spanked Orlando 4-1. NYCFC 1-0 over the Red Bulls in the New York Derby. Yep. What do they they call it? Hudson River Derby? Hudson River, thank you, yeah. Uh, And then NYCFC won 3-0 against Montreal. The question is, I'm thinking contender standings right off the bat. So let me give you last week's contender standings because we have to make changes. Atlanta was 1, Red Bulls 2, NYC 3, um... Columbus four, Fire five, New England six. <laughs> so fire oh, out, fire out. Atlanta staying one. Well, let's start from the top. I'll go Atlanta one because they didn't lose. They didn't lose. But definitely Red Bulls three and so NYC, NYC two. up to two. Absolutely. I was gonna agree. Red Bulls Especially three. With, uh, we don't know what Red Bulls are gonna look like without Jesse Marsh as their coach anymore. And I think it starts. It's time to start having a little bit of scrutiny with their results. But those three still just are kind of shuffling. Absolutely, they're the best three. But Atlanta's on a tear. They got 40 points now. Guys, I just want to say it's good to see Jesse Marsh out there. He showed up to my middle school when I was in, like, sixth grade one time. <laughs> uh, well, he's, he was on fire at the time, I believe. Yeah. He's but, over in Germany now, man. Leipzig. He, uh... I'm thinking of the right guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's I a mean, fire guy. Yeah, he's a fire From like guy. From like 2000, 2002, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 2000. Yeah, he came and he signed autographs and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. That's him. Good man. Yeah. He's got his, he's getting his dues. So right. I always, I always remember him finally. That's all I have to say about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Columbus, Columbus lost. They're down. I want them down? I want Montreal at four. All right, they are hot. Uh, they did, well, they, they, they had won a game schedule. and lost a game this week. 
Yeah, but they, they lost, lost to... NY and in NYCFC. Yeah. And before that, they had won a bunch of games in a row. Are you talking yourself into Montreal four? Getting aggressive? All I want to do is make sure Columbus goes down. All right. So Montreal four, <laughs> Columbus five, yeah. Rev six. Yeah. Rev's tied a pretty good. Uh... I think Montreal. I said last week I would be. I'm kind of afraid of them being good. They have a very tough schedule ahead. We're gonna see what they're who made they of. really are. Young talent plus Piatti. It's a good formula. It's so, good formula. Atlanta one, NYC two, Red Bulls three, Montreal four, Columbus five, Revolution six. Um, we put Montreal up into the four spot like we did. Well, we put the fire in the fifth spot. <laughs> Anyone who we put up in the contender standing seems to lose games yeah. immediately. Well, that's the nature of our conference. All those, every, every team from four to ten is just like it's garbage. A sh- it's a shit show. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? Quick fire preview and then all talking points for part two. Yeah, let's do fire preview, then a break, then talking points. All right, we have Dallas this Saturday. Uh, it's in Dallas. It's in Dallas. A lot was made of Dallas last year. Did not have a good season. Missed the playoffs. They tied for points for sixth, but didn't make the playoffs. The year before that, they won the Supporter Shield, I believe. Yes. And the Open Cup? Yes. I think so. Um, they're really good. Pereja still is one of the better managers in MLS, especially at developing oh, yeah. talent. They have so they have like the they're consistently high in the homegrown minutes uh, category. They, minutes to home players that are homegrown. Right. So they have great homegrown system and then they sign these South Americans for like pretty cheap, you know, a million, yeah. nine hundred thousand. And then and they we sell don't even them hear high. about it. Mario and then Diaz. like two, three years later, it's like, wow, that guy's pretty good. He played in MLS for a couple of years. Who's the winger they had? Sorry, I'm blanking on his Christian name. Coleman. No, that uh, the, he's Colombian too, but he left last oh, year. Oh, not Christian Coleman. Uh, no, the guy who went to Turkey. Yeah. Wasn't that Coleman? No. The hell's the guy's name? He's really good. He's so good. I'm mad. Oh, Fabian Castillo. Castillo. Who does yeah. Coleman play for? The De- FC Dallas. Okay. He's on That's the, the new guy. He's the new guy that came in. They're yeah. both Colombian, which is why they, I think it's good. Yeah. He went to Besiktas. Yes. I think. Yeah, it was a weird transfer drama, too, because like, he was like training and uh, with Besiktas, and like, they were taking pictures. The deal's still like, not done. And like, FC Dallas tweeted out, like, the deal is not done. Didn't that happen with Laren, too? Yeah. Are we Laren confusing too. those two? No, no. It happened with both of them. Are they both on Besiktas? Sure. Maybe so. um, Laren, I don't know. Both players went to Turkey. Did they really? Yeah. Right? We'll look up where Kyle Laren and uh, and Fabian Castillo play soccer. I'm pretty sure both went to Turkey. You might be right. Let's move on temporarily. Anyway, Mario Diaz... Um, He's out too. He just departed for Al-Ali in the United Arab Emirates. Long get but it was a there. decent amount of money yeah. to get the transfer, that, right? Well, yeah, it's just, there's that oil money over there. Uh, but he led the team with eight assists. He's gone. Roland Lamar leads the team with seven goals. Yep. Um, and interestingly, do you, did you find it? The Sheikdus is Kyle Laren. Okay. But we're going to figure out Fabian and Castillo. Interestingly enough, uh, FC Dallas just signed an agreement with Bayern Munich. Which we're starting to see in MLS. A couple of other teams have similar deals with Digger. Where they get to go and Trabs train. Trabs and Sport. Both Turkey. Trabs and Sport. Yeah, maybe. 
So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Just a fact. Uh, Fun fact. Note about Dallas as well. You had mentioned that last year they were awful, honestly. Even though they tied for playoff points, they, like, they were they were bad. Yeah. Um, this year they've sh- they've shook those demons because they are they are back bossing the Western Conference again. I think they're, they're top of the table first. Yeah. Yeah. They're first in the West right now. So away at the top of the West is uh, not a good formula for fire points, to be honest. Yeah, I don't see. Just quickly, they just did lose to Salt Lake. It was on the road. Uh, before that, they won versus Atlanta at home. They won at Minnesota. They lost to Red Bulls and lost to Kansas City, but those were both away. Yeah. Uh, before this run of five games, they were not losing. Yeah, they had. And those are that's a tough run. That's five a tough. That's minus a really at tough. Minnesota, but. But Atlanta, Red Bulls, Kansas City, right. a lot of tough games. Yep, and they played well in all of them. And I, uh, I, I think we'd all take a point from this game. This Absolutely. Weekend. So um, they have not lost at home. Oh, good. They've tied some games. Well, let's change it. But they have not lost at home. Um, anything else to say? I mean, I, they're one of those teams where, and they kind of always have been. I guess Fabian Castillo was kind of a, a standout, but. They're always kind of just solid everywhere. Yeah, they, they don't have that, like, uh, VR, Schweinsteiger, no. or they don't have a big-name guy. No. They, they play a pretty counterattacking style of soccer. They're going to use Lamont Coleman on the wings, to try, which we've seen the fire not do well against in the past. Burn. So look for Col- Coleman and Lamont to have some success against us. They're losing that central playmaker in Diaz. I don't think they have anyone to take over for it. So if I'm the sure fire, If the fire can dominate the midfield... We have a chance in this game, but I just I don't see it happening. Dallas will find someone. Not, oh, maybe yeah. not this It'll game, be some random Argentinian guy that they've signed yeah. for like four years. He's probably been on the team for two years. Some longer. I've yeah. never heard about him. Yeah, of course. Uh, prediction. Prediction uh, 3-1 Dallas. I was going to I swear to God, I was going to say the exact same thing. Well, that's 3-1 loss. That settles it. So we're going to win 3-1. <laughs> we need a prediction from Big, Big Pop. Big Pop. 3-1 I'm going to say 2-1 loss. All right. A little more optimistic. Yeah, very optimistic. All right. That is uh, the fire recaps, contender standings, and the preview. We are going to take a very quick break, and we're going to come back with some talking points. We'll talk about some positive shit in part two. Talk about some fun stuff. There there are a lot of interesting stuff I'd like to talk to you guys. I'm glad I uh, joined in on this. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Part two next. So yes I'll run, yes I'll run to the fire. Oh oh I'm gonna jump the fence. Oh 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 I'm gonna turn this higher. Part two. We back. I should have grabbed a beer. I can hook I, me up, dude. I can help you. While I'm on the controls. Wow, dude, you didn't even finish your first. I will. Do you want a lizard king? Absolutely. From Pipeworks Brewing, Chicago. Yeah. They're supposed to open up a uh, tap room in the next year. They are open, Logan, right? I'll yeah. S- I'll yeah. see you there. Very good location looking, for me. Look into that. Is Big Paw good on beers? It's right on my It's right on my bicycle route. I won't take another king, but if you got anything, I appreciate it. All right, part two here. Just This is, is going to be all fun stuff. Some fire stuff. Yeah. And some international stuff. We keep it positive. We're going to talk in a higher pitched voice because we're happy now. We're, we're so not happy. talking about the fire. I'm glad I joined we're in. Gonna we're going to talk. We're going to talk. We got topics, boys. Oh, man. And girls. 
and girls, podcast listeners. Our avid listeners, the distribution we is... We are inclusive. 99% female, 1% male. Yes. That's Stop. our demographic. That's, That's correct. correct. Why is that? We just appeal to women. I create... <laughs> Uh, I hope all the avid listeners can sense the sarcasm in the previous discussion. All right, quick, um, quick little talking point. Uh, sorry to kill your positivity, but uh, this this week Jeff Krause um, oh, yeah. had his media credential. The negative. They, well, from what it sounds like, stripped by the fire. Well, he turned it in, sort of maybe in a, a, mutual, a mutual agreement. Yeah. But um, quick, quick thoughts because we've been he's been tweeting, writing about the fire for a long time. This is not the first example of the fire front office uh, being a little bit. Uh, what do they call that when you uh, you filter the coverage of your team? If yeah. it's not favorable, then you make sure it doesn't exist. Yeah, censoring is the censoring. Word. Yeah, that's the word. A little bit of a censorship um, yeah. here. Not good. And and like you said, Krause has put in really really good and honest coverage for such a yeah. long time that it's. It's it, he's one you wouldn't have expected, I guess. Like hot time got theirs revoked what five years ago or something like that, ago. and it was always For like they critical. were like post headlines that were like fuck Hawkman forever, and uh, we all agreed with them. But like you can understand why yeah. the apparently got this. Do we know what what led to this? Apparently there was a couple things, but I think the most recent and probably what put it over the line was that he's very pro uh, sector free one hundred and one. Oh okay. Um, which the fire have are basically. Um, Pretending never happened, and that sector of Latino never existed at this They're point. They're taking as firm a stance as I could imagine. I'm it's like, why are you guys so... So, anyone who says free 101 that's associated with the fire is basically done with yeah. the fire. So, we'll take our uh, our press uh, passes whenever you want, uh, Hotman, and... Uh, and then we'll turn them in right away. Yeah, yeah. we'll say, we'll <laughs> say free 101 and then hand it back in. It'll be a good deal. Well, that would be so much fun. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was just worth mentioning. No, I agree. Because it's kind I'm of important. Across the land. Soccer's about culture, you know? Oh, absolutely. And that... Uh, that's that's not cool, but he'll continue. Yep. Um, not fire related. We talked about this briefly last week. CR seven to Juventus. We said it's probably going to happen. Since then, you made some bets Official. with me and uh, Brendan O'Connor um, that I hope you remember. Okay, I don't. So I remember um, making the bets, but not how you stupid they were, were staunch that Ronaldo will not do well, and we bet you that. Ronaldo will score more than 20 goals in oh, all competitions. Yeah. Listen, I'm pumped if for this. If we time. win, you owe us 20 bucks each. If you win, you each, you get 40 bucks. All right. This is great. Ronaldo has to score 20 goals in all comps. He's not uh, going to. Vegas has the over-under at 28.5. <laughs> Smart bet, Johnny. And that was in Serie A. Okay. Yeah. So, I like my odds here. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Hey, but you I'll got good odds though. You got forty. You yeah, you get two. You it's right. two to one yeah, for it's you. Two to one. So at least you hedged your bets a little bit. A little bit. If he doesn't score that many goals, that's bad for I'm, Juve. Yeah, I, I'm. It's gonna be worth it just for the off the field impact of having Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, as a Juventus fan, I'm incredibly excited to have someone like him on the team. We haven't made a signing like this since I don't know when. Maybe when like Ibra came to Juventus, like that's like just cr- a huge crazy sign. soccer news. Like, yeah, anywhere, anytime Ronaldo goes anywhere, that's massive. When I saw that, I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, I was like, "This has to be fake." <laughs> yeah. There was news that even 
like people who never talk about soccer in a million yeah. years were talking about. Like, <laughs> right. I heard on sports talk radio, on like Chicago Chud talk radio, um, <laughs> they were talking about Ronaldo, and I was like, wow, this is this is big news. Speaking of uh, sports talk radio, I, I had an interesting thought today. Is that uh, we know that we will know that soccer has made it in this country when like. Uh, Bob from Bridgeport is calling 670 the score and talking about the fire. Like, I want to hear someone from Bridgeport be like, hey, uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the high press that the fire played against Atlanta this recent yeah. weekend. I don't... I'll hang up. Thanks for the thanks for listening. I see what you're saying, and that's fun, but... It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen because that that's dying. Like, sports talk radio. Oh, just they, they, radio. they don't even talk about the white sides. I know. Yeah. Uh, it's all, you think the fire are going to go past all, the white sides? All we like, get is, like, Cubs yeah. fans who want to fire. They talk about, now. right now, it's Cubs 100%. It's, and, it's and Cubs Bears. and Bears. And they're trying to talk about Training the Bears. Training starts to, in six days. They're trying to shoehorn the Bears, and they, they're tired of saying the same things over the, and over. I think that's the, the biggest flaw of sports yeah. radio is that how much they talk about NFL. Tons of yeah. people already uh, listened to The Ringer, but uh, the last Bill Simmons pod... He talked about the World Cup in depth, and um, I recommend listening to it. He said soccer's I, already made it. I he's always like enjoy over, it. He's over. He said it's already done. Yes, I simply like it's only going to so get. Oh, it's only going up. It's already made it. Everyone's into the World Cup this whole month. Yep. Yep. Just uh, look at demographics of the sports kids play. It's it's increasingly uh, tilted towards. And at the same soccer. time, he said that baseball is is probably the one. Baseball and football, but. Like, baseball fans are older people. Baseball's yeah. dead, man. I mean, who, who wants to watch a four-hour baseball that, game? That was, yeah. That's one of the things. Yeah. Like, what uh, five-year-old's going to sit through no. four hours of a baseball game? It's, it's dumb. I mean, my take is that it's, I blame Apple and, and iPhones and yeah. iPods. That's part of it. No, sure. it's part of, no that's, that's definitely part of it. The attention spans. Yeah. But they're short now, so evolve or, or die. Yeah, that's it. it's all interesting to talk about, though. The cool thing about a soccer game is you watch 45 minutes straight, get a quick break, another 45. You're done in two hours yeah. no matter what. It's, it's, it's a little game. less than two hours. I, I do want to note, I, I kind of self-reflected on this. So I, I, my take on football is always that, like, well, it's a three-hour game and there's, like, 15 minutes of actual live play. Yeah. And soccer's, of course, not that bad, but... Someone, uh, it was 538 did a study on the World Cup games. They took a very small sample size. It was like 20 games and said uh-huh. that on average it's like, it's something like 60 minutes of actual gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the rest is like free kicks set up as throw-ins and corner kicks. Like it all matters, right, the, the other 30%. But um, the other interesting thing that uh, the, thing the is, study they did had um, that stoppage time is like generally like, Half of what it should be, which yes. is of course everyone knows, which is that what ties into it that validates time wasting tactics. Has, has so. everyone always known this? Yes, time wasting yeah. tactics yeah. exist because of this. No, no, have they, have they always known that like there's stoppage time is half as long as it really should be? I think yeah. it's yeah. fairly obvious, right? When you're watching a oh, game, yeah. like yeah, there'll be like five minute breaks. There'll be like one five minute injury, and then yeah. the referee adds three minutes. I yes. think it's most apparent in stoppage time. Like, if there's, like, a two-minute injury in stoppage time, they're still not adding on yeah. more than, yeah. like, 30 seconds. Here's the thing, though. Uh, in this World Cup, there have been a ton of five, six-minute stoppage times, which oh, you didn't see before. Yes. Well, I've, seen, I've seen seven, like, in the early rounds, there were seven, yeah. eight minutes You didn't used times. to see that yeah. at all. It was, like, two, three minutes. That's yeah. it. They're getting much better at it. It so, should be. And it'll stop. I hope it'll stop time-wasting tactics. If you start to prove that it doesn't do, you should. 
do you right. any good, but yeah, we'll good. see. Really good talking play. Yeah. A lot of spinoffs there. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. But great stuff. I don't even remember content. what we were talking about. Podcast content. Let's don't know it. how we got there. I got more. Quickly. Nice. Uh, Go. Torres goes to Japan. Good. Quick. Thank God, right? Thank God. Yes. We dodged yes. a bullet. Yeah, dodged a bullet. Nelson, again, saved from himself. Um, there's just a lot of funny Twitter, like, oh, they missed out on another target that they, they've been chasing for three years. <laughs> well, guys, so I, so I listened to the last week's podcast, episode 17, uh, while I was biking the other day. Hell yeah. Avid listener. Thanks and, for um, being an avid listener. I'm an avid listener. Um, guess what? Everything you guys wanted came true. Did, did it not? Yes. Hell yeah. Not on the fire. Katai. Sign. That's the next talking point. Segway. Oh, very good. Yeah, I see that. Wow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're pretending uh, like this is natural, but we told Will, like, hey, dude, yeah. bring this up. No, that was totally natural. That was totally natural. It was very um, natural. Yeah, Katai re-signed, uh, finally, typical fire fashion. They have to leave everything for the last month. Right. Yeah. To get a deal done. Um, we already right. mentioned this. He's got nine goals. Guy's amazing. Like, he's... he's uh, He's good. Yeah, he's good. The concern, like when you're concerned about not signing a player, is like, well, he's playing good now, but what about after we pay him? Like that's the stupidest fucking take yeah. in the world. So don't he's trying to make game. money too. Like, Correct. He's, he's, it's the same thing. It's getting to the point. Like, what? Just quickly, what would this team be without Katai this season? Oh, I know. Like wooden spoon contender, they wouldn't have been ranked five la- uh, last week in the contender standings. Hell no, no way. <laughs> no they'd chance. be wooden. They'd be wooden spoon contenders yeah. without a doubt. Right? Without He's doubt. won games. He's but, won like three games. And, by and theoretically, if we didn't sign Katai, we would have signed some other like semi-promising winger, right? From who the hell knows where. But he's panned out. So um, I guess. Credit to who picked him out. I think it's a Poundovich. The serve connection. We both agree. I think Pound Nelson's Pound. a shit scout. He's he's the one drafting, trading up to sign Beccaro in the fifth round. I don't think he does scout. At fifth. You know, he's trading up all these, all these draft picks. And, like, we're excited at the time because everyone's like, yeah, these guys are going to be great. But what, what have we seen from any of his this draft is, picks? I really believe that the Fires scouting plan right now is to wait and hear who in Europe wants to go to MLS. And that's literally who they're going for. The yeah. latest one is Serge Gakpe. Yeah, I saw that. He, he's a 31-year-old midfielder they just, um, yeah. who plays in France. Okay. He's decent. Is he an attacking? But apparently he wants to make a move. Is he a creative midfielder? I'd say more box-to-box. We don't need him. Um, but anyway, that just seems like the strategy. It's like, let's just wait and see who, who's who got a, a, a name that we can get. Yeah, we're, we're clearly bottom tier in terms of identifying talent. We are one of the worst teams. And we thought Nelson would improve that, and I think he's shown yeah. over the last three years that he, he doesn't have a clue. You're absolutely correct. There's no counterpoints to that. Um, I guess one counterpoint will be this next talking point, another good transition. Um, we signed the fire signed a 24-year-old center back, Nicholas Del Greco. Great last name. From... Uh, He's Argentine, but he plays in the Honduran League. That was a good one. Yeah, that was right in the mic. I hope everyone appreciates that. Um, <laughs> we don't know a lot about this guy other than I, I have actually seen him play a couple times in CONCACAF. CONCACAF Champions League against but the Red Bulls, right? Typically, uh, Argentines who play in the Honduran League are guys who didn't make it in the Argent- Argentine League, if that makes sense. Yeah, looking at the guy's resume. Argentine League is... Up here, Honduran League's down. Honduran here. League is very poor. Yeah, Like, there's talent that has come out of that league, of course, but yeah. uh, it is not 
It's probably guys from Honduras that are from Honduras right. originally. Yeah, it's not yeah. Argentinian guys moving to Honduras yeah. to get a bigger yeah. paycheck. Uh, his resume is not impressive, but... Uh, he's 24. He's 24. He's big. He's physical. He played in CONCACAF Champions League, so he's got experience. So And he's and he's cheap. Like, we're not spending... The, the biggest... He, it doesn't matter how much we spend on him. What really matters is that we're wasting an international slot on him. So that's the real cost of, of bringing this guy in. That's the real risk. So I, all we can say is that we hope it pans out, I guess, right? Well, you said earlier it seems like besides the international slot, it seems low risk. Yeah, it's a low risk move. And even like an international slot. Can what does this moves. mean? Um, we haven't seen Lillard play in weeks. Is he fourth on the depth chart now? Like, what's going on at center back? Another case of, fifth? of a high draft pick not getting minutes. Is there something we what don't know? What are we know? developing? Is there something we don't know with Lillard? I'm going to throw out a take. <laughs> oh, God. Velko Panovic does not like American soccer players. I mean, we've talked about this off pod, and there are plenty of examples that would support your case. Um, do you want to expand on that? I, I mean, track record shipped off Harry Ship the minute he arrived. He was a fan favorite. Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson. Gone. Brandon Vincent now. Who the Frank hell knows Sutterback. what's happening? Grant Lillard. No minutes. I mean, I, I, I could probably come up with more. And I'm sure there's counters against it. Of yeah, course, I mean, we have Americans on our team. Bronico. Bronico's... That's a counter Yeah, point. exactly. Bronico. But how long is Bronico going to start in play? We've, we've had instances of Americans coming in, making a good impact. Mo Adams. Um, Mo Adams but is then, Mo Adams English. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. He came through an American soccer system. Through college. Yeah, college. Um, but... Regardless, yeah, we, we've seen Americans come into the squad, have success, but then somehow and irrationally leave or, or stop being played. You know what I mean? Like It's an interesting thought, I line just, of thought. I, I feel like he trusts... I don't think he trusted Lillard at all. No. Well, well, that, I think that's proof. Hey, but, we but, haven't, he is Vicaro American? Like, Spanish. I, I thought so, too. Like, I, knew, I knew in like real heritage. But he also American, played here for college. Another product of the American college system. I, maybe my take should be revised to be he doesn't trust the college the system to produce. He doesn't trust the draft picks I, as much. And hey, we're playing the, the drafts, but like, we, we haven't... Who in the last three years have we drafted that's like starting and like guarantee like you just like look at the team sheet and you put them on it? Right now, no. Do we have anyone? I guess Compost. Vincent used to be that. Compost is this year, and and Compost has earned it. Compost has been phenomenal, but Compost. Vincent Compost. used to be a, a a counter argument to my take, but I now it's starting to look like he's just another example. Now I just feel like he's playing out of position. He's out of he's out of position and he's not even like does anyone out there think Corrales is a better option at left back than Vincent? If not from what I've seen. No. Corrales is a Hell perfectly no. capable left back, but Vincent had so much more to offer going up. Yeah, we were talking about him breaking into the USMNT. Right. I like yeah, that. I think we should still be if he gets minutes. But he those dreams are fading if he's yeah. gonna keep playing center back. And, and all that's gonna mean is we trade him to a team and then he, all of a sudden he's, you know, Playing in the playoffs, and we look and say, "Hey, look at all these former fire Joe players." Joe Jones. Yeah, Joe Jones. We can point to the number. <sighs> so I'll take over. Good rant, dude. Good side. Good um, whatever you call oh, it. Tangent. Tangent. Tangents. Good tangent. Yeah, full of them. But all right, um, let's talk World Cup. 
Brief, you know, I, briefly. Mean, I think you should take the lead, given. Well, first let's do uh, France, Belgium, one zero. Disappointing Just game. wasn't a good game, right? Shit game. Should have been. A better. lot of people said it was amazing, but I was like, I don't know. France just defended. Was really, really boring. Yeah. France had like a bunch of shots, but they were just playing defensive and on the counter, which they, is what they've they done. Were right. right. They they were right to do. And it. I don't know if I was expecting that over the course of the tournament. With, Why? With how stacked they are. My question. I I'm with them though. Why would you ever give Belgium an opportunity to put De Bruyne, Hazard, and Lukaku on the same counter attack? Like, don't ever do True. that. Just get your goal. And defend. Fair enough. And, it and I don't blame one zero. Yeah. It made for shitty soccer, but it, it was uh, effective. I think they're the deepest team. They can they can play any I, strategy. We saw them counterattack against yeah. Argentina. We saw them sit back against Belgium. Like this is just a deep, experienced team, and I think they're going to win the World Cup. I mean, how much of a favorite are France? Are they? They're like three to one. I bet. They're that much of a favorite. Yeah. Over Croatia. Yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere around that. But anyway. England one, Croatia two. It's not going home. It's not going home. Thank God. Thank God. The only, yeah. the only upsetting. I don't know why. I just don't like the English national team. Oh, I love it. I was, uh, but I love their, I love their fans. I, I mean, I support Chelsea. Yeah. I, I've been there. You've been to England. We've both seen games there. They yeah. are so passionate. For some reason, I, they're. I, think, I, I, think think they're over for, I can't root for an English team. I mean, no. yeah. Isn't there over irrational confidence? That's yeah. what it of is. Their national team. They it's weird. They're better than they are. And they always have, but it's weird though, because when you hear them, they're like, "Oh, we're so good at losing, and we've underachieved all these years." But the minute Maybe they win, the minute they win, this the whole lead up to that game, you would have thought there wasn't even a game. Oh, France England was the final. England already had already won the game. Hmm. That was all. Every story out out of every outlet was that it was going to be France England final. I agree. It was bizarre it for, was for a team that has such like self depreciation, like self loathing. Yeah. Well, and they were also just overly confident. Yeah. It was weird. It's, and not only that, they have a right, every right to be confident. But like, did they not look at Croatia's team sheet and be like, "Holy fuck, this team is loaded"? They, like, if you look compare the midfielders. Jordan Henderson That's compared to Luka Modric, Ivan Rakitic compared to whoever the hell else they started. Eric Dyer, like who are you gonna go? Like no wonder Croatia dominated that midfield. They're they're better. That's why. Yeah. I'll take Mandzukic and put him right up against Harry Kane. Harry Kane's a better striker, no doubt about it. In Not big, gonna in big games, definitely. Yeah, we've seen Mount Monzo do it in Mario's big games. He's had more experience in big games than Harry Kane has. Yeah. So I, I don't know what English media was doing looking was, at that Croatia team and thinking that they were favorites. I tweeted today because um, I I mean this whole World Cup I've been listening to a million podcasts <laughs> about the World Cup. Um, four days ago, every single person picked England and said it was gonna be two one three one. Like Croatia had no like they're like how are they gonna win the game? Yeah. Today I'm like listening to all the now the follow up. From the game, they're like, "Oh, we didn't underestimate Croatia. We didn't say anything." Like, <laughs> yeah, what? Because all the Croatian players came out and they were like, "These guys are a bunch of idiots." Yeah. They said we were going to be tired and that we would lose. <laughs> we were just better than them. But of course, all the English people just double take. They're like, "No, we we knew. Yeah, we knew, we knew they were good. good. Of course, we yeah, we're we knew they were good. No, you didn't. You guys thought you had an easy route to the World Cup. I think that's why I just don't. I just don't, I don't appreciate I their national you, team. Yeah, I agree. I don't like their media. Their media is I have no problem with their actual Very slot. bad at being... Uh, they are... They're lower... Do you think they're too... 
Sorry to cut you off. Do you think they're too, um, what's the word? Too reactive? I don't think it's reactive. I think it's a a fear of admitting that they have lost their standing in world football. Because they used did to they be. they have it? Yes, do, they did. Isn't this In the 50s and 60s, absolutely, they were world powers. All right. They are no longer world powers. In our powers. lifetime, they haven't even been close. In our lifetime, they are now world powers. Close. And the media will not accept that they are no longer that. They are like a Columbia. They are a they are a fringe competitive international side. They are not World Cup winners anymore. I think this is where they win because everyone talks about them. Yes, isn't isn't this a point? Aren't they the world leaders in soccer media though? Yes, this absolutely. is where all soccer like, media uh, comes. The U.S. is right? soccer media base is basically all English. It's not all good though. Like it, it, a lot of it is good. I mean, a lot like, of it's good. Many players are the white most- yeah. They have the most people talking about Correct. soccer, and they're all English, so naturally yeah. they're all going to talk about the English team. Like yeah. that, that's just what's going to happen. It, 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 it is more in our face than Croatian yeah. media, per yes. se. So, like, Obviously, right? So, yeah. Even France, Any Germany, country. Spain. Right. right. It's all English. Well, we've always said this. Like, if NBC Sports could put out, like, uh, NBC or EPL quality coverage for the Serie A or for yeah. La Liga. I'd watch that or, just as much. Oh, my God. It'd be incredible. I wish... I it's wish we same, had that. It's the same thing as when, like, the Yankees are, are good. You just hear all about the yeah, Yankees or the Cowboys or whatever. Right. It's the same idea. Yep. Yeah. All right, so the final. You already said France is going to win. Yeah, Do you have a scoreline in mind? Any thoughts on the final itself? I think it's going to be... It's going to be tight. You think France is going to win comfy? So Croatia plays a game where if they don't control the ball, they're, they're in trouble. I just I think that the matchup, the midfield matchup, which is what I look to at Croatia, is a lot more challenging for them. And it's I, their biggest challenge. I mean, we're talking about Pogba, Kante, and uh, Matuidi if he's healthy. I don't know who else. Yeah, he'll probably start. start. I, that's those three could go head to head against Croatia's midfield. I think they're going to command it and they're going to win two nothing. Boom. Pa, you got a scoreline? Damn, I. Uh... I got Croatia two one. I love it. I have two one. I would love. I'm rooting for Croatia. I, I will make it. Clear. I agree with the. Um, f- I think France physically can match them, and probably beat them. Yep. Um, I I could also see it being a game. <laughs> Uh, I think I've, I seen, see, I've seen France. I can see this being a, a pub, a a pub uh, frustration type of game. Yeah. If they're not. And I tell you, I think France is going to sit deep again and try and counter. I think Croatia will have more of the ball. I believe that. Um, it, it's such a tough game to predict. Um, I, do, I think it's tighter than, I mean... Oh, I, I'm not... Every single tighter than the odds. My 2-0 scoreline yeah, I mean, does not express that I, I think know. it's like a 2-1 to one odds. Yeah. But like no one, no one's picking Croatia to win this game. No, Vegas like, odds, shit. I would take Croatia based on Vegas odds, without a doubt. I also, wouldn't be surprised if it goes extra time again. Absolutely. So, I'll be. Well, I mean, oh, I'm super excited. Course, yeah, it's gonna be such a good game. I'm, I'm rooting for Croatia. I think it would be awesome. I finally, I, I've been begging for a new team to win the World a Cup. A new winner, for a long man. Time. We need it. New man. winner. We need It'll it. It'll be so fun. Agreed. All right, our last point before we leave. We, nope, we need uh, we got some Twitter cues to get to. It's very important to value. Do you want to do you want to hit up? Uh, how are we on time? Are you guys good? Seven oh two. Can we keep rolling? Yeah, let's roll. Yeah. Oh, we need yeah, to talk. Good. We need to talk about Mansueto yeah. briefly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Purchases forty nine percent. 
of the fire, from what we're told. I haven't even read that much on this. Well, no, so there, there's nothing. There's nothing out there. There's no information, basically. It's just right. now we don't know how. There's much nothing to read. There's no details. There's no money. And like we're we're free to make our own uh, crazy declarations. Like, what does this mean about the future? For, uh, what does this mean about free one on one? Or what does this mean about anything? Like the fire. What does this mean about the fire? Yeah, like. Is, is this guy going to buy the rest of the team in a year or two? We don't know. Is that our hope? Yes. Oh, absolutely. No one wants Hotman to have any control. Hotman does not control. This is a guy who likes soccer. I mean, he coached his... And this is a Chicago his guy. His kids play. Yeah, his kids play. He coached before. Yeah. He has expressed a deep appreciation for the sport in many interviews, before, like long before he was yeah, interested in buying the fire. Yeah. Like... This is he. This guy actually gives he, a shit about soccer. And he's a guy who will. He he's not in it like Hellman's in it to make a dollar. Mansueto doesn't need to make a dollar. And he's more. He's more he's interested. More of a local just, guy too. Yeah, he's from yeah. he's from Northwest Indiana. He lives in Chicago now, and I think he would be more interested in just running a soccer team and winning. I think this is a hobby for him. That's he, what I'm saying. Recently, and I think he, I think you want. He that used almost. to be CEO of a, of a mutual fund valuation company, where they would rate mutual funds and help advise on all this financial yeah. advisory kind of stuff. He stepped down two years ago uh, from CEO, so clearly he's yeah. and he's looking he's for a bi- something. And he's a billionaire. He's, he's a billionaire. billionaire. Oh yeah, Mul- yeah, multi-billionaire. So, so he can bankroll. He can oh, bankroll. Oh yeah, you can bankroll. My take, my take on this, and you guys tell me how accurate or inaccurate you might think this would be. My my initial thought was that he bought 49% to get his foot in the door. Yes. And that he's going to wait and try and collect another investor or two, um, a, a partner, something. Oh, yeah. To then make the final move to where he buys the majority and just takes over. Is I, that I don't know why a billionaire would buy 49%. And not, not go have ahead. that be the foot in the door. It's, it's a foot in the door. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. How long's gonna sell in a year or two? Yeah. Whether just to, to Mansueto or to him and a bunch of This could be years. like this could be a really poor period for the fire the next two, three years while Mansueto has his foot in the door, it's kinda of learning um, the MLS. Yeah. He's gonna have a lot to learn. And he's gonna have to trust like Nelson and folks under him. Yeah. And hopefully one he's of his admittedly not like a soccer genius, right? Like no. he's, yeah. he's a guy who's passionate about soccer, soccer but, but I think rich. he's a guy who will listen yeah. to the right people maybe if, if the right you know yeah. if the right people come to agreed. Agreed. This is way too far ahead, but when he does get control, which we I think all three of us believe he will, yep. uh he need he's gonna have to clean house. Yeah. He, oh, he absolutely <laughs> That'll have to be the first Do you guys, do you guys realize, though, like, uh, we don't know anything about Mansueto, and we want him to take over only because anyone but how. <laughs> <It's really, laughs> oh, hell yeah. But you know what? I, I'll say this. Uh, I, I Google searched him a, a shit ton, and it's, generally there is a very anti-billionaire take across yeah. the media because most rich people are shitheads. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read many negative things. No, I, don't I, know, I, I completely here and there, there were some like hints at like you yeah, know. that's that's like any rich guy. But as far as like billionaires go, he seems like a very like respected guy. Yeah, he's like an okay guy. And ba- all I'm saying is basically he's not a Trump supporter. Because yeah. if he was, then yeah. we'd know about it. But I can't he, testify to its accuracy, but uh, you remember Patrick works at the Blow Pub. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, he coaches. Uh, one of the do- one of his daughters. One of Patrick's daughters? No, one. Ma- oh, Pat Man- coaches one of yeah. Mansueto's daughters. He had, like, he said he had nothing bad to say. About That's him. great. 
Yeah, like I said, I haven't That's seen. I was looking for kids, are, kids are playing soccer in Chicago, and he's interested. He has lots of money. He's he's interested, and he lives around here. He can have more hands-on approach. There's literally no scenario where it's worse than what is currently happening. That's right. Correct. Last thing, look at any owner in any major American sport. The owners are the best ones are usually very local. Yeah, I agree. They're hands on. Blank. They are in that city. They don't. They're not in California, sitting in the Hollywood Hills. Yes. It's a, it's and a weird running, thing too, though. It's like so what Hoffman is doing, like just yeah. running a team from California. So we agree. It can only be a good thing, really. Bring on men, switch like, by the other. No, the only difficult thing is going to be waiting for something good to happen as a result of it. Like, That's like, why it's almost to it's going to be like monotonous talking about fire games now. Right. This off-field stuff is just so much more important for yeah, the future of the team. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Uh, do we have more Twitter cues? Yeah, to yeah. Wrap let's it just up? go through. There's a. Uh, there's two, uh, both again from our, our buddy James Spitfire of Spitting Fire YouTube videos. Great Chicago Fire content. Uh, check them out. Uh, first one. Think that Dax and Bassey will be here next season. I'll stop there. He's got a couple. Questions. Was that a question? Yeah. Or a... Do you think that Dax and Bassey okay. will be here next season? And in what capacity? I guess would be my own follow up to both of you. So that's the first part. The second part is should the fire take a punt at Sasha Kleschen as a creative midfielder signing? And then any ideas for goalies that the fire can trade for it within MLS? Um, so let's be quick, but let's answer all first. First, I think they both will be here. I, for some reason, I think Basti's staying. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I just don't. Where else is he going to play? The question is whether he's just capable of it, like physically. Yeah, but I could also see him being okay with part at some point, yeah. So there, there's Having a, less minutes. There was a follow-up tweet to that part of the question that says, Schweine said he wants to come back. It's from the Firehouse podcast as well. Another They're not going to pay him $500 million to get or whatever he gets paid. Is the contract up this year, though? Yeah, the option okay. on for this year. So, alright, so he said he wants to come back. Dax is under contract next year, plus club option in 22. Nico uh, is taking up a DP slot. We don't know what's going to happen to him. I think Dax is back. Oh, Dax is definitely da- back. Dax is back. Dax has got three or four more years. And you, you knew you would pay him too. He's worth. He's worth. Uh... Yeah, I'm with. I'm with T. I think both are back. I think Bastion is the capacity with which he's back is completely up in the air and uh, dependent on how he feels. I think. He could retire after the season. There is a tangent. Well, that's kind of... uh, My tangent here, too, is that I could honestly see the Schweinsteiger family sort of staying in Chicago for a little while. Mm -hmm. And he might not be a player during that time, and he might... An ambassador. Being an ambassador, even a a coach. It's it's very possible that that that's something that he's interested in. I hope man's getting... uh, As that almost grows... Why not be a coach here? Get some years under your belt. Mm-hmm. If he, if he wants to coach, this is totally me just speculating. This is your tangent. The, that Bashy might. What we've coach. seen, you know, guys do it now. Uh, Vieira is the prime example. Mm-hmm. It's an option, but I think I think he can play next year. I think Bashy's got a, a year of playing left. Absolutely. I think they're both here. Um, as far as goalkeepers in the league go. Is that where you would look within MLS, or would you it look elsewhere? Wasn't that the question? 
Well, I'm opening it up a little bit, but he's saying, if it, are there goalies in the MLS that you would sign? McMath and uh, Ryan Mara were two examples that he gave out. McMath had a couple very good seasons, but he's fallen lately. Especially, I've seen him in substitute performances where he doesn't look good. So. I guess my answer is still as bad as it's been. I don't want to give up any assets for a goalie right now. I agree. With our aging players, I don't want to. I want to keep those assets for for the outfield guys. It, it's just not. We're going to need to refresh the squad in the next correct. two three years, big time. It's it's just not that it's not strong enough of a need to worry about it yet. If like this, let's get a squad that like looks like they can compete first and for then a, worry for a, a cup. Yeah. Then let's go get a. Then fine, let's go get that final piece. Get a good goal. Sanchez has been bad in the recent games, but he's also been good in a couple other games. Like he's whatever. He's gonna maybe lose us some games and maybe win us some games. Just keep him around. It's kind of like unless he the socks question but. from earlier. Do we need an ace right now? No, right. fire needs exactly. an ace. Is yeah. it worth? They need a guy who can get better. They need a guy with potential. Just develop, yeah, just develop they someone can develop right potential. now. Potential, yeah. Let's see what we got. Um, if those guys stay next year, we might have like if if our team's gonna be the same next year, then we need to address goalie. I would agree. But right now, I, yeah, I don't want this summer, summer window. To see what you got. Not There's a summer signing. Not, not a summer signing. Agreed. Uh, the last part of his question was uh, taking a risk on Sasha Kluschen and whether we think he, uh, that we could kind of get him back into the form that he was in with New York. See, that one I would entertain. Absolutely would entertain. Yes. Yes. Sa- I Sasha wouldn't, I wouldn't entertain assets for a goalie, but I would entertain yeah. assets for Sasha's less than a year away from being a he's also assistant in the league. He's old, but he's also got incredible experience, incredible pedigree. You can I could not see him Bastian and Dax on a trio midfield and not being very good together. Like I, they, it depends what they would want. And Dax and Kushner have played together before on the men's Don't national we, team. Are you, 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 on you, you New York. That would be an incredible. What do you think they would yeah. want? MLS trades don't seem that crazy. There's very few blockbusters. I think you could get them for like four to five hundred k in Tampa. Didn't Gambia. they give up like? They gave up like a million, but he's garbage now. Orlando's garbage. So like seven fifty, even seven fifty, it'd be worth it, wouldn't it? We got a million for a count. So do you think Orlando would just be like, we'll cut our losses? I don't think they'd deal. No, not yet. They, maybe next year. I think it's too early for them to cut their losses. Like it. It makes sense for the fire, of course, but like I just I don't think that uh, I would definitely hear. I would definitely call. Oh, absolutely. Orlando, I just don't think is hearing any arguments that isn't like give us our money back. They'll probably they'd probably be too stubborn to admit that. Correct. At least because it, it's only been half a season, so that's my thoughts on that. But absolutely, I would take a risk on him if we have the opportunity. Last question, very quick and easy one, I think, uh, from the from our buddy James Pitfire. Which do you think is Jerry Reinsdorf's favorite franchise to own? The Sox or the Bulls? Bulls. 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 Of course the Bulls. Bulls make them more money. NBA is so lucrative. I mean, even though the Bulls suck now, the Bulls are internationally... I mean, they're. I, I would oh, say yeah. what, they're the third or fourth most valuable, valuable franchise after time. Celtics, Lakers, Knicks. They're probably more valuable than the Knicks. What about the uh, sorry the Golden State these days? Do you think that is um, it then both, like the, the market? I don't know how sensitive it is to success, recent success. You know, maybe like right at the second, Golden State is worth more. But I'd give it like five years when right. Golden State isn't what they are. Right. Bulls are more valuable, yeah, like yeah. long term. Uh, interesting Bulls news: uh, Jabari Parker. I, I'm kind of down with that. I'm def- totally down with it. Change bring the scenery. On, bring on Jabari. He's a Chicago boy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I could care. I could not care less. <laughs> he doesn't care about the Bulls. Uh, Zach Levine. We got Zach. four. I care. Bill, it's just Bill's jersey that he paid for. Just doesn't matter. Uh, still relevant. <laughs> just doesn't matter. That's some inside uh, information. Sorry about that. Reinsdorf. <laughs> doesn't matter. The Bulls are on their way to being a uh, contender. Sam. A contender. <laughs> when in five years? No, they're on their way to being another four or five seed in the NBA for like Which five is years. Terrible. In a row. Who wins? Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Who wins the championship first? Chicago White Sox or Chicago Bulls? The White Sox. The White Sox. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, let's go watch them win one right now. Yeah. Hell yeah. That wraps up the 18th episode out of Bridgeport, the Bridgeview Fire Pod, recording in Bridge. Port. Don't confuse the two. Don't Bridgeport. Way I, different places. I literally punch everyone I see that confuses Bridgeview and Bridgeport. Way I punch different places. all of them. Thanks to all the avid listeners out there. We apologize if the audio is slightly different this week. We don't know how this is going to sound. Probably decent. I mean, our, our voices are still buttery. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Any closing thoughts? Hervat Scott? Closing thoughts. I mean, we're hoping for... A fire win or tie this week. We're hoping for Hervatska. We're hoping for a Hervatska W on the south side. Booty Pono side. We don't really know what we want from the Sox. Like, yeah, actually, yeah, a loss would probably from, be better. Yeah, we want a loss from Just, the Sox. Uh, but we'd like to we, see good stuff. We want from, eight games of scoreless baseball from Big Game James and then a yes, bullpen yes. Uh, failure. I'm no hitter tonight. Wow. Well, <laughs> no, go. I should go. We, there's guys, we won't get into this. <laughs> this is a different podcast. Southside uh, Sox podcast or whatever. Yeah, we'll start it up. We got a new, uh, we're like the ring. The Bridgeport Sox. All right, guys. That's, Can we be done? We're we, done? We are now done. You should cut, cut me off like mid-sentence right now. Like, just make it stop, please. Just stop me.